welcome to www.findiningguide.co.uk editorial. Today we look at the August 2008 editorial and ask the question, the broadsheet restaurant critic, are they here to stay? Should we believe that offset bastion of information known as Wikipedia, then the critic stems from the ancient Greek word krites, meaning a person who offers reason, judgment or analysis, interpretation and observation. Whether the current crop of broadsheet restaurant critics fulfil this definition is a matter for a separate debate. For now we simply wish to ask, how do we choose one to follow? It can be many things. Writing style, knowledge, experience, weight or strength of opinion, or just plain entertainment value. Most typically we choose to follow the critic whose taste, style and opinion is most closely matched by our own. Why? When we go to a restaurant, we want to know in advance, with great anticipation, that we're likely to enjoy ourselves. There may, however, be the more thorough or cautious, who read them all and give greater weight to some over others. After all, fine dining is an expensive business and proportionate investment in having a good time is often required. So is the broadsheet the natural home for these folks? They all have them, from Jay Rayner to A.A. A. Gill or Terry Durack to Michael Winner. To understand the future, we need to at least analyse the past and present. With broadsheets, that is as easy as ABC. No, not a sound knowledge of the alphabet, although essential in journalism. Nor is it the American Broadcasting Company. No, for these purposes, we refer to a more appropriate version of the acronym, namely the Audit Bureau of Circulations. The Bureau is tasked with measuring and monitoring circulation figures of our beloved newspapers across both print and digital media. Very useful for positioning and justifying advertising space, or indeed, depending on who is up or down this week, just plain bragging rights. Today, the Guardian newspaper, for example, enjoys around 140 million internet page views a month from approximately 30 million unique visitors. Wow. My first and only utterance. Wow. Indeed, every single broadsheet enjoys at least 100 million page views a month, and the figure across the board are rising rapidly. Rewind to the winter of 1995. There was no internet, not at least as we understand it today. Yes, there was CompuServe and America Online, but these were relatively fledgling private communities. All content was textual and connection speeds across modems were at best 28 kilobits per second. You might wait three to five minutes for a page to load. A far cry from the from access to the full functioning graphical any place any time multi megabit instantaneous connections we take for granted today. One day in that same year, I was travelling with a colleague to meet a corporate insurance client. This colleague was a special one, one who had been flown to Europe from the United States to evangelise about the future of the internet. He said something I will always remember about newspapers. The internet, he said, will never replace the daily newspaper. People like to sit down with a physical newspaper. No, no matter how much content or how fast or how slick, there'll always be a newspaper. It's a cultural thing. Was he right? 
One might argue that the decline of the physical newspaper is inevitable, with the saturation of now satellite TV news broadcasting combined with internet fingertip news. And after all, the physical newspaper is always a day out of date. To a point, the ABC trend figures disagree. Yes, there has been a decline in circulations, but only a marginal one. In fact, the opposite appears to be true. Newspapers have seized the opportunity offered by the internet, their digital sister products, by grasping access to a wider audience both demographically and geographically. In 2004, when Fine Dining Guide began, I clicked the Contact the Author button on the Digital LA Times and emailed David Shaw. Mr Shaw had produced a fascinating article on molecular gastronomy. Within five minutes he had responded, positively, from his first generation Blackberry. The key points here are several. Reading the LA Times from 30 miles west of London, contacting the author, and then getting a re speedy response. The latter two have become internet watchwords, interactiveness and responsiveness. Terry Dirac's column in The Independent, for example, has been reproduced on the internet as an interactive diary or blog. More interactive and more responsive than we have ever experienced before from broadsheet journalism. So are there any downsides for the broadsheets and their critics? Well, yes. As with any business, when there is open access to the market, then competition will thrive. In the digital age, we all have access to a wider audience, be it through our own websites, blogs, through forums, social networking or podcasts. Every single enthusiastic amateur has the opportunity to present a new form of curriculum vitae to potential employers. Let's just take two simple examples, Andy Lines and Andy Haler. Today, both are full-time successful food writers. For many years, Andy Lines worked for BT, British Telecom, and his foodie claim to fame was appearing in one of the TV semi-finals of the Amateur Masterchef in the good old days when it was hosted by Lloyd Grossman. Thanks to his passion and enthusiasm, and not least the opportunity of the internet, Andy Lyons is now doing, as David Everett Mathias put it, something he loves. Andy has made it all the way to the broadsheets. His method was through extraordinary effort and commitment to the UK fine dining forum, eGullet. Andy Haler, on the other hand, made his name and fortune in the computer software and technology consultancy business. In recent years, he made the global press for being one of the top innovators in Britain. At the same time, he was making news for eating at all 50 Michelin three-star restaurants in Europe. His exclusively top-end restaurant-focused website was an original pioneer and includes reviews and detailed ratings and rankings of all his many restaurant visits, including a compulsive reading weekly blog. Andy Hayder has made significant contributions to the Good Food Guide and sat on the panel of judges for Restaurant Magazine's World Top 50 Restaurants. So what of the future? People have wider choices in their selection of critics. Physical or digital broadsheets aside, the digital world is abundant with critics and while there will always be more opinions and experts, 
as F.D. Roosevelt once famously said, there are plenty of good ones out there. These can only be good things. The broadsheets pressured by the market to offer more value, more quality content, more quickly, more interactively and more responsively. It may also imply, as market mechanics do, that the price goes down as competition goes up. More journalists earning less money? Never. Well, maybe. Perhaps the market for Crites has taken a leaf out of the ancient Greeks book. There's plenty of room for quantity without compromising quality. One that some might argue certain restaurants could do well to recognise.